Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. And I'm Edwina. And if you listen to this, this is our You're Watching That Again movie review podcast. Today, Eddie, we are doing... What are we doing? Tank Girl. Tank Girl. The 1995. 1995. Starring Laurie Petty, Ice-T, Watts, Don Harvey, Jeff Cobra, Scotty Caffey, Reg E. Caffey... I don't know, just mumbling these names out. And Malcolm McDowell, of course. That's the great aside. Malcolm. I can't leave him out. Uh, yeah, Eddie. That's that, that's the movie we're reviewing today. Yeah. I will quickly do a warning. This is a full spoiler podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, please come back when you have. We will be discussing our favourite movies that we have seen way too many times and why we love them. Yes. And so Tank Girl, which is the one we drew out of the hat, some time ago now, uh, really got to get into these, but life's hard. <laughs> yeah, life's so hard. we're back from a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Christmas holiday season. Christmas, New Year's yes. and all that and work and... We went away, so, you know, life had just kind of caught up with us a little bit and we haven't really had time to do this podcast. No, so... But we're back into it. Back into it. it now. All right. So yeah. let's uh, tank girl. So let's go with our first impressions on this, Eddie. So what was it like watching it watching it the first time? What was it like re-watching it now? Uh, for me, uh, well, I, I didn't see this at the cinemas. Uh, I think the first time I saw this may have been, it may have been first released on Galaxy. Like that was the first uh, cable service to come to Australia, which mm-hmm. then turned into Foxtel. If anyone remembers Galaxy, you know, right on. Um and I think I think I kind of did like it. I remember reco- I think I recorded it because I think I kind of liked it, but I never really watched it again. Um, yeah. And I hadn't watched it for years. And rewatching it now, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's definitely something that came out in the in the uh, 90s, and it is very 90s. And uh, yeah, so that, that was my experience. Yeah. What about you, Eddie? Yeah. So so, so this one was my pick. I I figured that's. <laughs> I don't remember putting that in there. <laughs> I absolutely love this movie as a teen. Um, I, I actually went and saw this at the cinema. Oh. Um, Full cinema or empty cinema? I can't really remember. I think it was <laughs> sparse. It was sparse. a very sparse. Would have been a limited release, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, at the time I didn't understand what – like it had really bad reviews, really mm, low ratings. Interesting about like, that. <laughs> I didn't understand the hatred that was given to it. Like, people hated this movie, hated it. Um, and, yeah, I think I think the moment it, it was shown on TV, I recorded it and watched it again and again, and I was still like, I don't understand why people had it. I had the soundtrack. The soundtrack was pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Um, and it was assem- assembled by Courtney Love. Uh, partially, I think, was it or no? No, she she created the soundtrack for, okay, the, for right. the movie. So, but it is a very again, it's a very mixed soundtrack because <laughs> you've got all sort of yeah, you've got. Ice it's t- very of the times though. Yeah, so but it has that. but it has Ice T, Stomp. Remember Stomp? Stomp in it, are they? Yeah, oh. uh, it's got Bush in it too. Yeah, Bush. I think Green Day were meant to be in it. They were meant to be, yeah. They kept getting bigger and bigger um, and then they couldn't afford them anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Bjork is on it. L7 is on it. Um, so it had a really good soundtrack. But revisiting this movie as an adult, mm-hmm. it is so rapey. <laughs> yeah. 
I totally forgot that she has pretty much been sexually harassed. Like every female is pretty much sexually harassed or threatened with rape every five minutes. Yeah, very handsy. Yeah. Every character was like, even the nice ones. Even the nice ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, um, let's do the get into the review and, uh, and we'll get back to that, Eddie. Mm-hmm. In the year 2033, a decade-long global drought in the wake of a comet striking the Earth, the little remaining water is controlled by Water and Power Corporation, which subdues the population by monopolising the water supply. Rebecca Buck, tank girl, is a member of a commune in the Australian outback that operates the last water well not controlled by the corporation. In an attack on the commune, WMP troops killed tank girl's boyfriend and captured tank girl and her young friend Sam. Rather than killing her, Kesley, the head of WMP, enslaves and tortures a defiant tank girl. Jet Girl, a talented but introverted jet mechanic, rescues Tank Girl from a failed escape attempt and urges her to make less trouble for their captors, though Tank Girl refuses. Tesley decides to use Tank Girl to lure the Rippers into the open, but they gravely wound him. Tank Girl and Jet Girl escape during the attack. Jet Girl steals a fighter jet and Tank Girl steals a tank, which she modifies heavily. The girls learn from the eccentric subgirl that Sam was sold to a sex club called Liquid Silver. They infiltrate the club, rescue Sam from a pedophile, and then humiliate the club's owner by making her sing Cole Potter's Let's Do It at gunpoint. WMP troops break up the performance and recapture Sam. Tank Girl and Jet Girl wander the desert and find the Rippers hideout in order to help them rescue Sam. They find the hideout and learn that the Rippers are super soldiers created from a human and kangaroo DNA by a man called Johnny Prophet. Tank Girl befriends a Ripper named Boga, while a Ripper named Donna shows a romantic interest in Jet Girl. Despite the objections of Ripper T. Saint, who was suspicious of the girls, the Ripper's leader, DT, sends their pair out to capture a shipment of weapons. The girls bring the weapons crates back, though most of them are empty. After finding Johnny Prophet dead in one of the containers, the girls and the Rippers realise that WMP has tricked them. The girls and the Rippers sneak into WMP, where they are ambushed. Kesley, whose body has been reconstructed by a cybernetic surgeon, reveals that Tank Girl has unknowingly been bugged. DT sacrifices himself, damaging the generator, and in the darkness, the Rippers turn the tide of the battle. Jack Girl kills Sergeant Small, who had earlier sexually harassed her. Kesley reveals that Sam is in the pipe, her life endangered by rising water. Tank Girl kills Kesley and pulls Sam out of the pipe. The film ends with an animated sequence showing water starting to flow freely. Tank Girl drives down the rapids, pulling Bogo behind her on water skis, then takes him over the waterfall, shouting for joy. The end. All right, so where do we start? I think I'll throw it over to you, Eddie. Where do you want to start with this? Uh, look, this this movie is possibly the essence of camp. Um, it is so bad it's good. Yeah, I was thinking about it today and it could be like the 90s version of Flash Gordon. Gordon's alive! It is so preposterous, ridiculous and a good soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, to follow, uh, you know, of the time, like Queen did, did obviously did the yeah. Flash Gordon one, which they were one of the biggest bands at the time when I did that. Um, and obviously, you know, not, not one single band did the soundtrack for this, but many different uh, groups who were big but at the was, time but and, that, and still. But also constant. different genres. So you sort of have a, a mixture of pop, rock, and rap, uh, which were 
the styles at the time of, you know, sort of 95, that music was at the height of popularity. And I think that's why I liked the movie so – like the movie also had this very grungy punk – well, it was, really, it was really of the time, though, wasn't it? Because that music was pretty popular. Yeah. So, yeah, the list of bands on here, although they're not uh, – actually, I'm just looking at it now. So, you had Devo, you've got Hole, Down Soda. Yeah. Drown Soda. What was that song? Uh, When do they play that? It is actually in the film. Okay. Portishead did a song, yeah. L7, Devo, Bjork, Stomp. That's what the, the, That's the, Ripper, the, the Ripper's, Ripper's song. Dan- yeah, Dance to, to yeah. Stomp, yeah. Um, yeah, so said, Veruca Salt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty impressive list. Well, it is that thing, is like, um, it's one of those movies that does ha- like it was a huge box office flop. Um, it had a, but it has a real cult following. Um, but yeah, universally panned back in the day, like absolutely, yeah. Except for it bombed pretty hard. <laughs> it bombed really bad. Uh, and a lot of it also had to do with, um, I think yeah, it was one of those movies that had a lot of. What is it? Studio interference. Yeah. And it went over budget. And like, because it's so weird. Like there's certain elements where they just show the comic strip. So it was originally based on a comic book. Yeah. Oh, sorry. A comic strip in the magazine Deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, well, I think if you, if you go back to that time in 89, Batman came out. And all of a sudden, comic book movies were profitable. So all the studios went looking for these, you know, they wanted to, you know, make these big budget comic book movies, but all the good ones were taken. <laughs> yeah, so we got to scrape the bottom of the barrels, well, so to speak. Well, then a little movie came out called, well, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles came out, which was based off an independent comic book. And they were like, hmm, maybe we should start looking at these independent uh, comic mm-hmm. strips. And that's how we end up with movies like The Crow and Judge Dredd and The Rocketeer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's really going back to Rocketeer. That's, yeah. I think that was like... That was the 1991. Uh, yeah, no, I mean the actual IP of... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, well, Dick Tracy as well is in this list as well. Well, I think that's, that's probably... Yeah, continuing on with that, people are looking back for old IPs they can yeah. sort of dig up to... Uh, to recreate. Um, and you've got, you know, like The Mask as well. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Spawn. Like, so there was lots of these smaller independent... Oh, The Phantom, that was another one. Yeah. yeah. Um, like these smaller IP, like smaller independent and as you said, older, much, much older. Yeah, well, that's The Phantom and oh, The Shadow. Yeah, The Shadow So you had well. those yeah. like uh, not 20 serials that people were digging up to make yeah, into movies. Yeah, yeah so there's a spate of those coming up. Yeah, so they're looking for something. We want one of those things, but no, more modern... And, you know, pretty unknown so we can get it cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's how we end up with Tank Girl because it was, yeah. It's, and it's a really weird movie. It has really like some really seriously horrific things happen in this movie. I was almost sort of thinking of um, 1984 a little bit in this when she's yeah. being tortured. Like it, it goes on for a lot, quite a long time. Yeah. Like half of that book is just him being tortured. Yeah. And almost half of this movie she's being tortured <laughs> yeah. into submission. Yeah. Uh yeah, and the the constant threatening of rape, but the weird thing is is that the movie is still a surprisingly fun movie, like it's 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 not boring. 
No, it's sure. definitely not boring. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't have Apart that. Apart from that, pro- that song. That, can we talk yeah, about that? Yeah, okay. So there is randomly a Broadway number in the middle of the movie. And it goes <laughs> on, on forever. forever. It just goes on and it's the full on. Song. It full, never stops. Full song. <laughs> they just decide to full sing the whole song. Musical number. And it's not the only one because then the well then the rippers start doing that stomp <laughs> dance sequence. So then there's so you get a full Broadway number and then you get like the ripper dance sequence as well. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. It probably goes just for a little little too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but you know, uh she's pretty much the character is meant to be like a well, I kind of see her more as a female Deadpool. And originally, in the original yeah, comic okay. strip, she is far, far more vulgar. Is she fourth wall breaking a lot? Yes. Okay. And I think she's very, pretty much her life is around drinking and having sex with like, and I yeah. think she's more like a bounty hunter as well. Um, but she'll kill a whole room of, like, she doesn't give a shit about people. Uh, like, she'll kill a whole room of, she'll kill a whole room of people to get her... Um, Tea? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, she was. Is, she's she's not a nice person. I don't know if you did much research on the comics because I hadn't sort of paid much attention. I did a little bit. That's how I know. I was wondering, was. was the tank kind of meant to be sentient a little bit? No. Like a good boy, kind of a no. a good boy tank. She just she just lives in the tank. Okay, I, I just got that in the film. I got the sense because she was like summoning it, and it was sort of did the. Oh. Moment when she told it off, it put its turret <laughs> down like it was sad. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, know where that came. That came from right, out okay. of nowhere. Like, I would have liked if they lent into that a little more. Yeah. The wackiness that it's somehow sentient. That it, yeah, it can show some sort of emotion. <laughs> yeah, a tank. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, very. Yeah, as you said, it's a wacky movie. I think the best way to describe the character that I've like. It's not my original thought, but yeah, Manic Pixie Mad Max. That's brilliant. Yeah, Manic Pixie Mad Max <laughs> describes her character perfectly because doing so, like she sees like her boyfriend and her entire commune get completely destroyed, and it's, you know she's cracking fuck, she's cracking jokes in yeah. the ne- in the next scene. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't seem to give a fuck about anyone else that got captured, just the girl. Yeah. Oh, fabulous! I have died and gone to hard body heaven. Um, so can I ask something? So um, the cast. Can we talk well, about let's talk about the cast. cast. Okay, so of course we got Laurie Petty. Laurie Petty. Now she was on fire at well, this, t- she, this part yeah, of her career. Yeah, so but it's often said that this film killed her career. I don't think it did. I think she killed her own career. Um, so up until this point, she'd been in like three huge movies, Point Break, A League of Their Own and Free Willy. But she was never the the main character in yeah. those movies. She was always a side character. This was her first... First lead role. Her first yeah. lead role. Probably her only lead role. What? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, her as a person, she suffered quite severely from... She's quite mentally unstable. So yeah. she, so she had some substance abuse issues. She had some, like a like a uh, breakdown, right type thing. Wow, which okay. Kind of, didn't know. I didn't know that one. Yeah. So she, you know, she had some health issues. How about I just say that she just okay. had some health issues. That's that's yeah. Um, which sort of halted her career a bit. 
Um, but she has sort of come back in recent years. Um, I know that she's sort of had little parts in... Um, was it Orange is the New Black? Orange is the New yeah. Black was probably... She had a recurring character yeah. in that. She's popped she, up even here and there. But the look, the way that she looks in Tank Girl, like that's actually her look. Like yeah, she's not, it, it seems like she, this she is probably the easiest role yeah, her, for her the, to do. This was like, and the thing is, you can't knock her acting in this movie. She she's is, pretty comfortable. Like it's, she's just you know did, having a, not, having well, a ball with it, really. Well, it doesn't feel like she's acting <laughs> at all. It feels like this is actually her personality. Yeah. Um, and if that was the case, then <laughs> like maybe that was the issue. Is it perhaps she was a bit too good of an actor? Yeah. Too too much Tank Girl. <laughs> too, too much like actual Tank Girl. Um. But I'm still a big fan of Laurie Petty. So you wouldn't. So, so I mean. So you think you think it was more of that than this film? Uh, to be, as I said, like she's. It's not that she's a bad actress in this movie. She's fantastic in this movie. Yeah, yeah, she's great. But that's the but problem: the, but, but, is that she was perhaps a little too good. Yeah. I mean, you do have those roles that make your career and break your career too. So. Um, but it was. If I feel like it was the perfect role for her, and as I said, she was an it girl at the time. Um, but you know, other people make bad movies and come back from them. Like, True. Yeah. Um, so I think she could have come back from it. Hmm. So let's talk about another little a- actress who was put in this oh, film. Oh yes. Very unknown Aussie girl. You're going to talk about Malcolm McDowell, little little known actor actress. Malcolm little known McDowell. actress from from a little known Aussie girl. <laughs> yeah. Just just something in the news I didn't read about. Um. No. So awesome. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Al Naomi Watts. Well, this was her first. Big blockbuster. This was her first block uh, movie, major out- movie. <laughs> okay, I'll say take the blockbuster part out of it. Her first major movie outside of Australia because she'd done quite a bit of work in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like she'd been in a few movies. I think Flirting was the one that I can think of, and Brides of Christ. I don't think I saw any of those. That films. was all. Brides of Christ was a mini series. Neighbours Home and Away. Uh, I can't really remember. I think she might have been Home and Away. Okay. Or a Country Practice, maybe. One of those ones? Yeah. E Street, maybe? I don't think it was E Street. I'm pretty sure it might have been a, um, or Flying Doctors. <laughs> That's another one. Oh, uh, yeah, well, she was in Home and Away. Yeah. yeah. So she was in Home and Julie Away. Julie Gibson. Oh, I don't remember her. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Hey Dad. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that show we ever really again. We will never mention that show ever again. Um. Yeah. Currently available nowhere. <laughs> yes. Sorry, a little side note for that. You know the Z- um, Xanadu movie, the ABBA film? Yeah. Yeah, they can't play that in Australia anymore. Why? Because someone's in that film from Hey Dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, they can't play it in Australia. Ooh. All right, yes. that's a bit of a bit of a sidetrack. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, anyway, Naomi so, so two-time, to- what is it, a uh, two-time Oscar nominee... Naomi Watts is in this movie, and it didn't destroy her. her didn't career. destroy her career, no. I um, guess not. About three, no, what? Four years later, she does Mulholland Drive, which is her big breakout movie. Um, so it didn't hurt her career much. <laughs> um, probably notably in this movie is Malcolm McDowell from um, A Clockwork Orange. Are you going to say Caliglia? <laughs> and Caligula. Cal- Caligula. Caligula. I. I- can't say that properly. You can't say Caligula like Cal- how Caligula. I can't say phen- phenomenal. Phen- phenom- phen- phenomenal. Isn't that just a snuff film? <laughs> what Caligula? Yeah, it's it's a porn. It's pretty much a porn. Yeah, 
Okay. And Helen Mirren's in that as well, by the way. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, yeah, so Malcolm McDowell's in this. Mm-hmm. Um, very famous English actor. I think they just, like, filmed all these he is shots like, on one day. Yeah, he is a scene-chewing, bad, like, moustache-twirling, hands Gruber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, style bad guy. Um he se- it almost seems like he's just way too important to worry about Tank Girl. Yeah, which I kind of wonder about that. Like, why, yeah, but the whole the whole thing her. was was that he was obsessed with her because he was going to be he was sort of masterminding this plan to get the Rippers. Pretty much, he was going to be using her as bait to yeah. infiltrate the Rippers and take down the Rippers. Yeah, but I just always feel like someone like him wouldn't be hands on. Like, oh, someone else just do it. You know, I'm just going to sit in my tower and. Drink water from my employees. <laughs> Suck the water out of them. Oh, that 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 thing is night was nightmare inducing. That water sucking. Yeah, at the time I remember thinking that was that was pretty awful. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because like because the bottle's like stuck on the person, so it looks like when you go to turn the lid out, you're going to spill most of it. Yeah, like it, like it almost like needs to seal at the bottom, and then you pick it up or somehow yeah. some weird future technology. Because and I never show and pick it up because. I take it out because I think that's exactly what happened. You would just yeah. spill half of it yeah, off the precious water. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's also pretty – I just remember thinking, oh, my God, that's the most horrific way to die. <laughs> Extreme dehydration. They can just – Yeah. So, the fact that someone made that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes. Another notable actor in this is Ice T. He's great in this role. I remember well. the first time I this, saw it. This, this role was just—you could tell some of the like it was just made for him. I, I remember actually, maybe I was with some friends when I first watched it because we knew who was in it, and when we first saw the Rippers, I remember someone saying, "Oh, I wonder which one's Ice T <laughs> <laughs> with the bandana on, pulling his sneering look." Yeah. Even yeah. with all that prosthetics and makeup, you could still see that sneering look he gives. We're not going to sit around eating grump crumpets and tea. <laughs> All in favour of crumpets and tea, say aye. Fact. <laughs> you are now all my bitches. Um, uh, I will just also say um, just a minor mention because we have two Buffy alum in here. We've got... We do, Jeff, and I recognise them straight away. Jeff Coba and Doug Jones are in this as well. They're, they're in it as rippers. And Jeff Coba actually has a pretty major role as well. Yeah, he's been it already, hasn't he? Hasn't he been a demon uh, or something? Think, I think he's about to come... Okay. I don't think we're quite up to where he's in. But has he not been in it yet? Uh, I think he might have. He might oh, the have first been episode or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. I think he was in it as a. Was he in it as a vampire? I can't remember. Like in the first episode, maybe, I think. First few episodes, he might have been in it. Oh, uh, he was the judge. Sorry. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. He has been in it. Yeah. I know that he'd played two characters. That guy's just yeah. got such a distinct look about him. Like <laughs> the full on creep look on he's got, mm. how he always has. I think yeah. he was in Walking uh, Dead as well. It's one of those. Wolfpack guys or something. Yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Um, I will say that the the makeup done on the re- on the rippers is actually pretty good. I think it still holds up. It I mean, holds up really well. Um, it's, it was actually someone who was it? Stan Winston. So he'd come off doing Aliens. Yep. Um, and Jurassic Park. Like he'd worked on all the uh, robotics. So that that's why they're um 
why the prosthetics actually worked was because they're not. It's not just makeup. There's also like mechanical. Yeah, like twitching all the mus- facial yeah, muscles so and it, stuff so like that. So like, there was also like six. I think each costume had like six puppeteers mm. as well that were moving all the parts in like making all the facial expressions. And a, and a guy and behind him holding up a tail. <laughs> <laughs> But with your tail. But it but it, it it stands up really well and you know, and in those days most of that stuff would have just been, Oh, let's just let's just do it in post with CGI. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I'm kinda glad they didn't go the CGI route. Well they wouldn't have done it then. The technology wasn't mm. really around to give expressiveness on faces and stuff <laughs> like it. Yeah. It would have looked awful. Yeah. Um so that was really their only option. Yeah. To do that, and yeah, um, no, and it still I holds think, up. Uh, I reckon. Stan Winston actually took a slight pay cut to do it as well because oh, he okay. he was actually a fan of the comics. Mm, there you um, go. I'll also talk about the artwork. So, oh wait, hang on. So who was else, else was in there? Um, we forgot one other person. Who? Oh, sub girl. Yes, uh, your sub girl played by Kuzak. A Kuzak, a yeah. little known Kuzak, and Kuzak, and Kuzak. Yeah, the lesser known one. He's like the. Uh, What's the other Hemsworth that we keep forgetting? <laughs> no, Chris, Jack, Steve, no. I can't remember. The one that's in um, Westworld. He's probably more. Uh, there's, there's another one that's even lesser known, I think. No, no, that one was That's mar- the one? No, oh, okay. no, he was married to Miley Cyrus. He was more famous. Oh, okay. And he was in The Hunger Games. Yeah. So that's what well, I'm thinking you're lesser known. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Doug. Doug Jones. Doug Jones, the uh, classical... Mime. Pros- mime, yeah, prosthetic yeah. actor. You've, you've you've never seen him, but you've seen him a lot. Yeah, he's he's uh yeah. he's quite famous for playing the the guy in the, under, guy, in the guy under all the makeup. Yeah, yeah. So that's and cool. and I think they normally hire him because he knows how to work the makeup, so to speak. And I, yeah. I think because he's quite tall and slim. Yes, I think that also helps yeah, that as well. So he can sort of has a has a, a nice structure to yeah. his yeah. Um. Oh, and finally, Iggy Pop, <laughs> rap uh, face. Iggy Pop has a has a moment of being a child molester. Yeah, and I was like, "Geez, how long did it take to put the makeup on that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, he liked that all the time. Oh dear. <laughs> he wakes up every day like that. Yeah, and he's literally a child molester, and they pass it off as a, it's just completely normal. As a joke. Yeah, yeah. it's a joke. Um, and they make her like. I think the joke is, oh, we've got a guy here who wants the schoolgirl thing for real. They don't have schools anymore. <laughs> they want the schoolgirl look, but f- for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and But they draw like, oh, what is it? They have her, when they've dressed her up, they've like got fake freckles on her. <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's very weird. Mm. But also lipstick. So she's got lipstick and then like these fake freckles. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Not particularly good. Hi, I'm Jared, the Subway Guy. I suppose at at some point in these podcasts that we do when we're reviewing these movies, we talk about the themes and metaphors in this movie, <laughs> in the movies yeah, that we're watching. Yeah, I mean... There's not really anything other than... It's you know there's probably th- uh, probably rebellion, I guess. Rebelling against the sy- an unfair system. That's about it. Yeah, okay. Go with and a that. little bit, and a little bit of uh, maybe environmentalism. Yeah, I guess, but the environmentalism wasn't caught, didn't cause the apocalypse. So, yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a comet. So it's a bit different, I guess. Or individualism and nonconformity. Um, female empowerment. 
Well, it's funny how you how Miss Marvel was sort of promoted as being the lead female superhero film, but it's actually been done so many times before. And I'm thinking probably this might have been the first one. Oh, actually, no, no sorry, Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl would have been the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in the early eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was more that there were no female-led Marvel comic book yeah. movies. That's what the uh, Electra. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we forget about that Electra, one yeah. for a good reason. Yeah, uh, we don't talk about that one. Um, we don't talk about the Electra. Yeah, uh, the other one is Corporate Greed. Um, yeah. That's the same old stuff, isn't yeah, it? Corporate greed, environmentalism, just a checklist of stuff. Yeah, checklist, check, check, check. But really, it's more of a anarchy and chaos <laughs> kind of a movie. Um, there's like weird, like, so as I said, I was saying before, there was issues with the studio with studio interference. I think they ran out of money and they hadn't even filmed some scenes. <laughs> Yeah, so, so it has those scenes, those comic book scenes, and I, I found them a little jarring sometimes and a little annoying. Yeah. Um, it was just like smashing in your face and, you know, uh, elliptic fit-inducing yeah. flashing screens, and I'm like, oh, God. that's you know, then, and- there's, then there's also some animation sequences that are actually pretty good. Um, so the creators of the comic strip also went on to create the band Gorillaz. Oh, one of them did, yeah. One of them created the band Gorillaz and... With a Z? Yep. Gorillas. Gorillas with that uh guy from Blur and Yeah, and all of their film clips are animated. Yeah. Well the band's animated. That, yeah, the band's animated. Yeah. yeah. Um but also they weren't particularly happy with um the movie. No, yeah. So um, the, the studio interference. I mean And there's it, a lot of um I think there's a lot of cut scenes as well. Yeah, I mean, it's... Had a completely it's, different it's, ending. Even though the film wasn't great, but you kind of want these films to be made. You know, it really is sort of a good medium and a, a good way to make something different instead yeah. of the same old shit. So it, it, it's really appealing in that sense. And it, 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 but at the same time, they're, they're double down and like, oh, we don't want to do that, we don't want to do that. Then why, why even do it in the first place? Yeah. Why even go get these people to do this and then back away you know, last minute? Um so, look, if you want to talk about some of the deleted scenes, um, so there is a there's there's some on YouTube, and of course they're not quite finished. Um, apparently, about an hour was cut yeah. from the original um, film because the ending is really abrupt, and that that is one thing that always yeah. got me. It just bang, hard cuts, ends, and yeah, but there, and there's like a water skiing, like there's sort of this animated sequence of them water skiing. Yeah. Uh, so in the in the deleted scenes. Uh, it's got a couple of extra endings. Well, actually, that was one thing that was, that was cut out. Subgirl. I mean, she only gets the one scene. Yeah. So she was actually meant to be a recurring character. Apparently, Björk was meant to play that character. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how true that is. That would have been interesting. She was making films at the at the time, yeah. so she was yeah. kind of a it girl. And she um, did do a, She did a couple of songs for the soundtrack. I think she has two songs on the yeah. soundtrack. So apparently, she was meant to be in it. And I was listening to a bit of Björk the other day. Now that she isn't. Interesting musician. Yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting uh, style of music, I-, I can say. And she's still making music and touring, by the way. She hasn't yeah. stopped. You just haven't heard about her. <laughs> I'm sure her fans know that. But Yeah. Uh, so, with yeah, so Subgirl being pretty much cut out from the film. And, yeah, so the the ending, uh, the alternate ending, um, although that one that show isn't that great, it feels like it could have been 
done a little better, like reshot a little differently. It seemed a little rushed, like they're kind of just still running around, literally running around in front of the camera, and then you know looking at the camera and saying, "We've got to do stuff, yay!" Um, yeah. And then of course, Hole comes in. That actually would have been a good song to finish on the film, yeah. I think. Violet. Yeah. Uh, by Hole. Um, so I think that would have been a good, better ending if they just polished it a little better. Um, Where it starts raining. Yeah. But yeah. then it's no explanation for that. But yeah, at this point, who cares? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you never know. They might have been trying to set it up for a sequel um, by leaving the ending kind of yeah. ambiguous or abrupt, so got to speak. Things to do, people to kill. Yeah. I think it's, she literally says that. We've got people to see, people to fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or people to do. Yeah. Um, there's also an alternate beginning as well. There's where the comet crashes down. I think that's just a little too dark. Yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was reminding me a little bit of Snowpiercer. <laughs> Oh yeah, a little, a little sort of um, Walking Dead, like apocalyptic ending. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's, this is meant to be a sort of a light-hearted fun film, and to start mm-hmm. off with that, with the parents being killed by a giant comet, and she's saved in the trailer for some reason. Um, yeah, it's just a little too dark that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but there was a, there's also another scene where she, uh, Ice T, uh, sees Tank Girl and Boga in bed together. Yeah. After they've just. Yeah. Done whatever she does with kangaroos. Yep. Um. Apparently, there was actually a sex scene that was filmed, mm-hmm. um, and they spent like twenty five thousand dollars or something creating the kangaroo penis. I reckon that was going to be shown. That's in someone's vault somewhere. <laughs> a prosthetic kangaroo penis. Yeah. Someone's got that. And every now and again, uh, New Year's and the, Eve, and the studio were just like, uh, "Hell no, is this staying in the movie?" <laughs> Why would um, they make a prosthetic penis? <laughs> yeah, it was meant to be like a quite a graphic sex scene that they made. Um, well, <laughs> didn't include it. Or we're pretty much told, yeah. Yeah. Hell so, no. So sometimes the deleted scenes are deleted for a reason, but yeah. yeah. I will say there's a lot of stuff that happens in the movie is very uneven. Like for some reason, her her costumes change constantly between scene to scene. <laughs> between scene to scene, her hair changes constantly between scene to scene. At one point, there's like her hair is dyed. Yeah, she's got like colourful streaks in her hair. Where'd you find that? <laughs> I was like, where'd she get time to do that? <laughs> uh, speaking of makeup, um, Naomi Watts is. Uh, Makeup is, oh, yes. is is quite interesting. <laughs> so she starts at the at the start, which she's got glasses and greasy hair. Her hair is just like like really yeah, really greasy. I suppose she has makeup on, but it's made to look like she doesn't have makeup. But that or, also might have been because she was pretty much she was just getting hit on nonstop by creepy. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she may have been sense. deliberately making herself look more mousy. And it's that scene at the end where she shoots that Sergeant Small and she's like yeah. completely dulled up. Her yeah. hair is done. She's got lipstick on. Yeah, she's got makeup on. No glasses. No glasses. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, that goes with the uh, the common trope trope in uh, yeah, in most films where... Oh, she's got glasses and a ponytail. Well, no, uh, being a villain or being a hero makes your eye vision better. <laughs> Yes, that's right. You think of like Catwoman and Poison Ivy, all they started with yep, glasses yep. at the start and by the end of it, they don't need it anymore. Yeah, so funny about that. <laughs> Improves your vision. Improves your eyesight. You see yeah. the world more clearer. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, she no longer has the glasses. She's wearing makeup and her hair is clean. 
Um, she doesn't go. She yeah. doesn't have the mousy like. Know, uh, oh yeah, it's f- like. I do coat. like the shot though. It's a nice money shot because she yeah. looks gorgeous. She looks absolutely gorgeous in it yeah. too. <laughs> I, go, I love that. But it was like he he sort of says the line "fuck me" and she's like, "How many times do I have to tell you I don't want to?" <laughs> and she shoots him. Good little girl in power moment. Drop something. Ah huh? <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, so something you often bring up with a lot of the question you often ask, the cultural impact ah, yes, yes. Of, uh, of the movie. <laughs> so I'll throw, that, that yeah. to, I'll throw that to you, Eddie. Uh, what was the cultural impact of this film? Um, <laughs> the studios decided not to, to make female-led comic book movies <laughs> until like 20 years later. Yeah, maybe. Oh, if you keep forgetting about Electra. <laughs> Poor Electra. <laughs> what do you got to get to Electra? Uh, other than the soundtrack, um, that's probably a bit of a cultural impact of this movie. As I said, it's got a bit of a cult following. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know other than, yeah, yeah perhaps, I, I perhaps, think, yeah. perhaps studios were a bit more cautious about doing female-led comic book movies and then they made Electra and they were like, well, fuck this shit. <laughs> it's two I for two on that one. Two for two on that, not well, making that. To be honest, if again. I was ever going to watch any of the two, it would be Tank Girl any day of the week over Electra. <laughs> All right. Although, Electra's just bad, bad. It's yeah. not so good it's bad. So seeing Jennifer Garner in, Garner in those outfits, not a bit nicer in the eyes than Tank Girl, if I was going to be honest. Their skimpy outfits. See, I don't, I don't really find Laurie Petty attractive in this at all. Yeah? Yeah. I actually find Naomi Watts a lot more attractive, especially yeah. towards the end. Uh, yeah. yeah, but she's like not attractive at all. I don't – I mean, I'm not saying she's ugly. I'm just saying yeah. she's – yeah. I mean, she's sexualized in a way, but it, yeah, not – probably the only part I find her attractive is at the start where she's got Which like – she's doing the scissors thing? Yeah, yeah. That's probably the only scene, I'd say, and mm. the rest of it, it's pretty – it's – she just looks like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I like her look, actually, but she isn't your standard body type for Hollywood. No, she's kind of she's sort of got a boxier, muscular frame. Yeah. So yeah, she's definitely more masculine. Hmm. Um, so okay, if they're going to remake, because they remake everything these days, Eddie. Well, they're talking recast. about. Re- do you know what they are talking of remaking this with uh, Margot Robbie's? Um, Production company. Oh, Margot Robbie doing it. Uh, her her production company. Oh, okay. Well, um, she might as well do it. Oh, she'd be a good pick, I think. Actually. <laughs> well, yeah, she'd... Margot Robbie. Yeah. Um, I was a bit maybe a bit too close to Harlequin. Maybe does it seem like she's just doing Harlequin? Maybe it might end up looking like it's just Harlequin. Mm. Um, but I can see Margot doing it, and you know, we all know Margot's a little bit of a goth emo chick at yeah. heart, so. Mm, okay. she, you know, it's probably not out of the realm, no. realm of possibility of her doing it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but maybe, afraid. but maybe do it more like a Deadpool, and mm. actually have like be more. Uh, what do you call it? More fourth wall breaking. Or no, mo- be more meta. No, but be closer to what the actual comic, like the tone of the comic book series was. Uh, so more more violent? Yeah, like more violent, more although sexual. Although this, this more is rated R, but it's not really, really that, that graphic. Yeah. I mean, apart from the, the water-sucking scenes yeah. and some of the torture scenes and some of the vulgarity of, of the vocabulary, it's not really that gory of a film. You don't see mm. heads explode or anything like that. So Yeah. Um, 
Although the Ripper scene is kind of meant to be gruesome, but you don't they, you don't see a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and then well, the other thing is the the Rippers never seem as ferocious as after you, that. Uh, once you the see the first what, time, you don't see them. And, yeah, and the it, first time you don't see them, and you always see the aftermath of them. Yeah. Um, but they don't seem as ferocious after that. No, they don't, and that is a bit of a letdown. Like I, I do feel like. Because you see them like through the bad sort of fil- bad sort of. Uh, They're always in like shadow and. Well, yeah, b- a bad sort of footage, security footage, and it's yeah. sort of pixelated, and you can't quite see them, but you're just seeing people. They're, they're like just leaping around, killing people. Yeah. Oh, that that's the other thing we should bring up. Um, with, with their wires, they always pick. You the- can you can see the wires like every, like they don't remove the wires in this at all. Well, you didn't have CGI to remove them with, so yeah. Unfortunately. Well, there was a way of, well, they must have been able to do it at some point because I don't remember always seeing why. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, maybe an artifact with high definition, I guess, maybe. And a lower yeah. definition, you, you mightn't be able to. Actually, I think you could always see them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe just at that point, they just couldn't give a fuck and it was just too hard to try and hide them. Maybe. Hmm. But yeah, the wires are just, yeah. Fully, fully, fully yep, visible. They're there. In this. You can see them perfectly. <laughs> you, can see them perfectly. You, don't, you don't have to squint at all. You don't have to. Pa- <laughs> don't even have to pause it. You don't even have to be like, oh, in this scene at this this time, you, let, you know, you can see the wires. No, they are fully visible the entire time, and you can tell which guy is about to go flying because he's got the wire. They always pick the guy with the wires. <laughs> uh, yep. Let's move on to question time. All right, question time it is. Answer the question. All right, Eddie, so question time. Uh, I'll be asking the questions today, Eddie. Are you now? Yes, I'm I'm the question guy. All right, then. If you get these wrong, you're in trouble. Okay. Eddie? Yes? Which character was your favourite? I've got to go with Tank Girl. It's, called, it's in the title, Tank Girl, of course. You uh, have to. Rebecca, what's her name? Rebecca Buck, I think. Rebecca is Buck. But they don't actually use Buck in it at all. They just call her Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, Manic Pixie Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I'll get what a tattoo on it. Yeah, it has to be Tank Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the Rippers, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've all got good character. You I almost suppose. feel like they could be their own little show as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Rippers. Yeah. So if, if they run out of ideas. <laughs> uh, LOL moment, Eddie. Well, you know, there's a lot to go through in that. Um, you got to pick one though. All right. I'll go with when she's been tortured in the freezer and she's in the straight jacket. That's exactly what I had. <laughs> and she has. And, he, and Malcolm McDowell comes in and she's looking a mess. Yeah, I can't know for some reason it, her eye color has changed. She's got grills, like her mm. teeth are all weird. Um, and she says to him, "It's really hard for me to play with myself in this thing." <laughs> <laughs> so it's not say- that it's not that she can't play with herself. <laughs> it's just really hard. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's and it's such a like as I said, she's been tortured and it's just this She does it a few times, like when they're putting it into that tube, it's like, Oh cool, can I go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, so many. Yeah, that was mine too, actually. Oh, okay. All mm. right. Yep. Oh, next question, Eddie. Favorite fight scene? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the final fight scene with Tank Girl and Malcolm McDowell with the beer cans. And oh, yeah. she ends up she ends up killing him by knocking a bucket of water on him like the Wicked Witch of the West. And they even play that part too. And they too. even show that this like comic strip of her as Dorothy. Like it was ridiculous <laughs> and him going, then. And him melting. And yeah, her joking about him melting. But that doesn't actually kill him. She ends up then stabbing him with the the blood water filter. The water sucker. The yeah. water the horrific thing that he made. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. My favourite fight scene was uh, the Rippers attacking the compound on the video. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that one. Not seeing it is sort of more they were horrific way, than, yeah, than they were seeing it. They were way more yeah. ferocious when you couldn't yeah. actually see what they were doing. <laughs> kind of like the Ninja Turtles, like in yeah. the first film. Like when they when April O'Neil is being attacked and the light goes out and you just hear the sounds of the turtles like attacking mm. and then the light comes up and you see the guys already already bandaged. It's like no fighting scene can actually top that from that point on. Yeah. Because when you see it happen, it's it's not as good. When it's when you don't see it, it's like wow, you know. So show less. Okay, Eddie. Uh, next question. Uh, most iconic or favourite scene? Uh, probably when she's getting interrogated by the Rippers, and they're they're having way too much fun with the with the truth gas, or the nitrous laughing, oxide, yeah, the yeah. laughing gas, and they're actually like they're meant to be getting interrogated, but her and Jet Girl are like fighting over. The they're just gas. getting high off it. Yeah, they're just getting gas, and then I think one of them asks, you know. How much did they pay you? And she's like, two dollars and fifteen cents. <laughs> and I think she's also like, I got two words for you: brush your teeth. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, they they're just having way, 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 way too much fun in that scene. Oh yeah, the old yeah. laughing gas. Yeah. Uh, uh, mine one was, um, I think the iconic scene. I'll go iconic actually. And when she's on the tank chasing that truck down, and when she's Actually, on the turret of the truck. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. True. Sort true. of surfing it. Yeah. Even though it's yeah. probably not really her doing it, but yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Next question, Eddie. Most iconic or favorite quote? I could almost put the LOL moment in there, but I've already <laughs> used that one. So yeah. Um. So I go with the airplane scene after she's been captured on this and. The guy that she's pissed off with because he, he was the one that killed her boyfriend and killed her um her ox creature thing that she's riding in the first scene. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, which one of you boys wants the oil change? <laughs> and you hear the guy in the back going, don't be stupid, mate. She's going to bite your dick off. <laughs> like, don't, like, don't, like, like, the guy in the back, he's like, oh, come on, just... Just don't be don't, an idiot. Don't be, don't be an idiot. Come on. Like, <laughs> whatever. And anyway, he's like, fine, you know, if, you, if I feel teeth, you feel lead. <laughs> anyway, he, he undoes his zip and she has this fantastic line of, oh, I'm going to need a microscope and some tweezers. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and he gets angry. And then she her, kills him. And then she, he, he gets a little too close to her and she 
grabs him, like grabs him like around grab? the neck, yeah, and breaks his neck, and then they all point the guns at her, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mine was I think when she's talking to Tank Girl in the toilet, and um, t- talking about having sex, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and she says, "You got to think about it like the first time you got laid. You just got to say." Daddy, are you sure this is right? <laughs> what? Nothing like a pedophilia yeah. incest joke. <laughs> and I, I just a, an honourable mention too, and I remember this one coming up a lot uh, when when Sergeant Small's hitting on Tank Girl and uh, sorry, hitting on Jet Girl, and Tank Girl comes in and says, and says "Hey, that's my girl," and kisses um, Jet Girl. Yeah. Probably one of the early girl and girl kisses in yeah. cinema history. I don't know. Yeah, no, the ones maybe. before that, maybe. Probably. Um, and she and Tank Jack Girl says, "Oh, thanks for helping me." Oh, which that, is it? I think she just says thanks, and she's and Tank Girl just kind of looks at her, going, "Thanks for what? For what?" Yeah, <laughs> and then gives her this weird look, mm. like, like raises her eyebrows at her. Get a feeling Laurie Petty enjoyed that scene more than Naomi Watts. Just Possibly. saying. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm turning into Pierce. You are. <laughs> Everyone's gay. Yeah. All right, Eddie. Uh, who gets the wooden spoon? Kesley, like getting a, a holographic head, I don't think it was a very good idea. Yeah. Like, how do you eat and sleep and... Well, you can't drink. And considering drink. You, you own the all of the resources like that can you, kill you. How do you function as a person? And then you end up being taken out by a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. The thing he wanted the most. Yeah. There's some sort of uh, poetry fact, in that. I don't know. the way that, And the fact that he set it all up, but then never really... He was kind of a bit arrogant and probably could have acted a bit sooner on getting the rippers. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, who did you? Oh, me, uh, Sergeant Small. <laughs> the subordinate one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, I think he was. That was the one that was hitting on. Jack Girl, yeah. yeah. He got grossed out by the lesbian kiss. I mean, come on, yeah. man. It's the 90s, mate. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next question, Eddie. Who gets the Oscar? Jeff Cobra for this one, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe. Oh, actually, you know what? No, I think Laurie Petty's got to get it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, no, I think Naomi Watts should have got it because she's been nominated a couple of times already. <laughs> she deserves an Oscar. We'll give her a retrospective one for okay. her. Yeah. So whoever got the uh, best actress for that year, 1995. <laughs> oh, who was it in 1995? Well, it was Jessica Lang for Blue Sky. Mm, All right, so we'll have to take that offer and give it to (laughs) Naomi Watts, I reckon. I think that's only fair. All right. Isn't Jessica Lang dead? No, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, Got some torches and a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay, Eddie. And final question, Eddie. What do you rate this movie out of 10 using something from the movie? I'm going to go... Seven out of ten inappropriate rape jokes. Dear, okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to go five out of ten bra rocket. Oh, uh, rocket bras! Rocket yes, boobs. yes, the iconic rocket bras. Yeah. So apparently, like, she wears those a bit in the comics. So I think that's why they included them in this. But I was like, oh, where the hell did you get those from? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe they make it that silver, not that silver place or something. Maybe. The, maybe. Maybe that's where she stole it from. Maybe. I want to go with rocket boobs. Mm-hmm. Like a firework. They weren't, they're bombs. What if they add bomb boobs? Bomb boobs? Bomb I thought boobs? they were rocket boobs. 
Those are bombs. Rocket boobs sound better. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eddie. Um, well, okay, that's our question time done. So, uh, was there anything last little things you wanted to add before we wrap this up, Eddie? All right, how about this? Will you recommend Tank Girl? Um, would I recommend it? Um, it's a fun movie. Like, okay, there's certain people I would recommend this to, but if you're after a serious, thought-provoking, good movie... Watch um, The English Patient? Yeah, this is not the movie for you. If you like, if you are, like, wanting a highbrow experience, um, this is not the movie for you. This is... This is a trash movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's the best way to describe it. It's a trash punk fun ride that makes no sense. You can cut like it's funny, has some great jokes, some really inappropriate jokes. Uh but you know, it's a fun ride. It's yeah. a fun movie, but it's not for everyone. No, not for everyone. And I can see why some people really really like I've seen reviews where this movie is just Ripped to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> and look, I, 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 and I can see that. I can, I, I can understand that. Yeah. But it, it is one. It is one of those things you can sort of retrospectively look back and say, "Hey, look, this was made back then, and look, it's fine. It's fine." Would I recommend it? Uh, yeah, I recommend it. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's wrap it up, Eddie. All right then. Oh, this is the end. Uh, So, we are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And if you like what you're listening to, what do you want to do? Well, you might want to go on to TikTok, Twitter. Well, no, it's not Twitter anymore. X. Yep. Uh, There's a Facebook group. We're on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, Yeah. Um, And if you want to help out the podcast, there's a merchandise store. Yeah, great. Which you can access through the socials. Cool. Wow. Looks like you got a bit of a task ahead of you now. Yeah. Get to it. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it at that. Till next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. The Electra. <laughs>